This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 185. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day. It's freezing cold here in London, which is weird because it's almost May. And we've had like an Indian winter, if that's even a thing. It's... it's and it's like three degrees Celsius at the end of April. What's going on? Anyway, I'm recording podcasts, which is my favorite thing in the world to do. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the podcast, italki, where you can get professional language lessons at a time and a place that suits you, which means online, but you know, you can choose the time, which is great. And you can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, today's question comes from the United States of America, and it comes from Meg, who's learning Russian but is worried that she sounds a little bit too English. Hi, Ollie. This is Meg from the United States, and I'm studying Russian. And my question is about when I put sentences together, there's a lot of times when I might not be getting the grammar wrong, but I'm not really speaking Russian. I'm more speaking English sentences in Russian. And I know in a general way, I probably just have to listen and read enough that I start getting the hang of how to express myself in the language. But I wondered if you knew any sort of exercises or techniques I could work on to start breaking it down now, because I'm not really at a level yet where I can watch movies or listen to podcasts and understand them well enough to be focusing on the style. But I'd love to start, you know, getting the hang of it right away. So any help you can give me would be appreciated. Thanks so much. Love your podcast. Well, thank you very much, Meg. I appreciate the question. Thanks for uh, for calling in, so to speak, and, and leaving the question. So, Russian. You're learning Russian, and you are still kind of in the early stages, but you're already starting to speak and communicate. But what's happening is that when you come to put together a Russian sentence, it's coming out as quite English, because you're thinking in English and then kind of, in a way, translating it into Russian. So you're basically worried that it's not Russian enough. <laughs> I think that's how I would summarize what you're saying, and it happens to everybody. It's completely normal, and there's no quick fix. So that's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Only joking. As you said yourself, you, I mean, you've identified the real solution, which is that you need to do a lot of listening and reading. But let's talk about why that's the case. The challenge that you've got right now, Meg, is that you are learning to express ideas the way that a Russian person would. You see, it's it's easy to think about it in, la- in terms of just language, but it's not just a linguistic thing. It's a cultural thing, probably a psychological thing as well. I mean, take the word good morning, for example, in English. I mean, it's something that we think of as second nature. Um, but if you actually think about what that means, good morning, that conveys a certain kind of set of values, or, doesn't it? or it conveys a certain sentiment. The Japanese equivalent of that is ohayogozaimasu, which is an old Japanese uh, turn of phrase that actually means it's very early, isn't it? So in English we say it's a good morning, in Japanese you say it's very early. It's a very simple example of this, but it just goes to show how different languages and different cultures approach everything in a different way. So when we kind of zoom out to a thousand feet and look at this problem, it's not just a question of languages and words. It's a question of thinking thinking in Russian like a Russian does. And as a consequence of that, there's just no shortcut. It's a long, gradual process. And if you um 
you know, I just did a quick Google search for articles on this topic and there wasn't really much that was very good um, or helpful. But one of the things that everybody, all of the, all these articles pointed to was that it basically were at pains to point out that it takes a long time and it's a long, gradual process. It never kind of just happens. It's a little bit related, really, to the question of how do you stop translating in your head? And that's a question that Arnie asked in episode 167, uh, which is about, yeah, not not that long ago, actually. So, yeah, it, go, go back and check that out if you'd like to do a slightly different angle on the same question. But if you want to express yourself like a Russian, then you need to spend a lot of time with the Russian language. It's a very simple equation, and that means a lot of listening, a lot of reading, a lot of speaking. And then gradually you just start to... Your your mind doesn't default to the English way of expressing an idea because it's just got so used to already thinking in Russian. So, But I think there are things that you can do to practice this. And it's been on my mind, actually, this topic recently, because I've noticed that one of my big weaknesses in Cantonese is that I tend to start expressing myself in English. I tend to think about something in English and think, and then try to express it in Cantonese using that same approach or that same, how, how can you put it, that same approach to an expressing an idea, the way of putting, to constructing a sentence or constructing an idea. And I've just been very aware recently that it just comes out all wrong because I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking in Cantonese. When I've learned other languages, it's come much quicker than this. Um, but with uh, with Cantonese, it's taken a lot longer. I still kind of find myself thinking thinking in English. But the, the I think if we were, if we were to point to the process that you need to improve here, and or the skill that you need to work on, what it is, it's the point of actually thinking the thought. Because when you think the thought, you think it in English, probably at the moment. But by that point, in a way. It's too late already because you've already got a starting point. So then from that, from then you have to kind of translate it into Russian. So eventually you'll start to do it naturally. Your your mind will go directly to the Russian way of thinking. But the kind of micro skill that you need to practice that will be most helpful right now is some is some kind of exercise that stops you before you start to express that idea in English. Uh, so it kind of slows down the process and then gives you feedback on what you try to say. So, for example, let's say I want to express the idea, um, I'm hungry and I want uh, I want fish and chips. <laughs> now, I have no idea how to say that in Russian. But the fact that I've already said it in English means that we're not off to a good start because immediately I have to translate, right? So a good exercise would stop me before I say that and it would ask me, okay, well, what? how do I say I'm hungry in Russian and I want fish and chips? Like, what's the correct Russian way of saying this? Do you see? So we're slowing it down and we are we're asking that question right at the first instance before you utter the sentence or even think the thoughts. And then when you do your best to say that in Russian, you get feedback straight away from a teacher or from, from, from someone else. So let me give you a few little exercises that I think can help. I'll kind of caveat this by saying that there is just simply no substitute for a lot of reading and listening. Um, but these are the kind of exercises that I would point you towards. The first one is reverse translation. And I've, I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've actually recorded a video that shows you how to do it as well. And I'll put that in the, in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 185. 
Now, the basic idea with reverse translation is that you translate something from English into Russian, but then you have the the answer there so you can check it yourself. So what you do is you start off with a paragraph in Russian. So you've got to find something to, to work with. Then you translate it into English yourself. And then you cover up that original Russian. And then working from the English translation you've just done, you then translate that yourself back into Russian. So essentially what you've got is the English translation functions as the, the idea or the concept of what you want to express. And then um, you translate it into Russian. And then, of course, you've got the original to compare it to, which is your feedback. So you're practicing the the process of expressing an idea in English in Russian. And then you get the feedback from it right away. Um, definitely go and check out the video because I, I, I actually show you how to do it step by step rather than my waffling explanation here. The other thing you can do is ask your teacher to test you on simple sentences. So, for example, you could have your your teacher... Uh, get, read out some simple sentences in English and then you have to tell her those sentences in Russian. The advantage of doing that is that she or he can correct you straight away so you get that feedback. Do you see like this feedback mechanism is super important because like the non-feedback mechanism is just you going off and listening and reading as much as you can. The feedback mechanism actually is, is the if, if there is such a thing as a shortcut in this case um, Megan, then that's what it is. It's having something to give you some feedback on what you've just produced. Beyond that, you, you've really got to start start speaking. So go out there, start speaking Russian. You can talk to yourself in Russian as you walk around the house. And then in every case, as you go to say something, try to, rather than thinking of it in English, try to leap immediately to the Russian way of constructing that sentence. You have no feedback. You have no way of checking. But at least it gets your brain into thinking about how a Russian person might express it. Hopefully, with a combination of all of these things, um, you will just start to focus on it as much as possible. Because I think really, at the end of the day with this, what it really is about is you just raising your awareness of Russian and how ideas and thoughts are expressed. So I hope that's helpful, Megan. Thank you very, very much for the question. Good luck. And it would be great if you could uh, get back in touch in, in a few months' time and let us know if that's improved at all. If you would like to leave me a question, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask and I will do my very best to answer your question, providing it's not like a 10-minute rambling question, which I have to spend two hours editing down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no further comments on that one. Um, at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource on the topic of the show. So two things for you today. First of all, especially for you, Megan, but for anyone else who's learning Russian, you should pick up a copy of my Russian short stories for beginners book. I co-authored it with Alex Rawlings and you can get it on Amazon. It's um, very popular, this book, and lots of people have found it extremely helpful. It gives you a way in to start reading Russian uh, on a simple level before you can actually access novels. So I hope that's helpful. I'll put a link to this as well in the show notes, along with the second piece of uh, resources, second piece, the second resource for today which is the video of me doing reverse translation so you can see how it works. Both of those things will be in the show notes, which you can find at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 185. So go and check that out. You can also leave me a comment there if you'd like. I read every single one and reply to almost all of them, unless I miss something. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Megan, for your question, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Take care.